What's going on, boys and girls? Here it is, the Midwest Primetime Breakdown, the second installation of my interview with Steve Denobi. And this was a lot of fun to record. Uh, we did a breakdown of all the competitors competing in Session 1. Some of the lifters in Session 2, where it's going to be comprised mostly of uh, teens, some master lifters in there too. And this was, again, really fun to do because one... A lot of the lifters who are on the roster are really good friends of mine, amazing competitors, and secondly, there's some competitors who I don't know, and this gave me an opportunity to kind of get to know them. You know, look them up on Instagram, check them out. Uh, Steve either knew. It was like Steve knew the ones that I didn't know, and I knew the ones Steve didn't really know, and that was kind of cool, and this is why we do those things, give a spotlight for those lifters, and um, something I don't do very often on Two White Lights and might do in the future uh, as long as we keep it pretty informal. And this was informal because we played Word Association and I threw in some inside jokes on some of the lifters who are competing. Uh, and, yeah, just really great to do and it makes me more excited to compete at this thing. So the breakdown is coming, of course. Before we get into the breakdown, I got to do the ad reads. And, of course, the first one's going to be Leftlar Bros. They sponsor Midwest Primetime. They sponsor me. They hook me up with my fanny packs. And I'm forever grateful for my fanny packs. I'm forever grateful for my t-shirts, my baseball tees, my tank tops, and you can be grateful as well if you use promo code 2WL10 and get 10% off of your order. Also, those two white lights gym banners are up on leftlarbros.com. Also, go to rivalist.net, use promo code angelo 15 and get any supplement you want 15% off if you use that promo code. Also, lift.net go there get some stoic gear use that promo code angelo10 get 10% off of your order i only wear stoic gear on the platform and in the gym also go to twowhitelights.com gym banners are on leftlar bros twowhitelights.com that's where i sell those t-shirts if you guys want a two white lights t-shirt go to twowhitelights.com and you can get yourself some also subscribe on itunes if you haven't already leave a five star rating leave a review as well and we are available on Spotify as well, so hit that follow button. And here it is, Midwest Primetime Breakdown. All right, so back to Midwest Primetime. You did an incredible service to me by sending me this Google spreadsheet of all the lifters who are competing, their best totals, their best gym totals, the best gym lifts that they've had, and their projected good lift points. So, one, thank you for that. This is about as, about as much research as gone into Two White Lights ever. Uh, Probably anyone who knows me listening to this is laughing out loud because I'm known as a spreadsheet guy. Like I, every, Yeah, you're a coach. you got to be a spreadsheet guy. Steve's going to make a spreadsheet on it. So. Yeah, yeah coaches, coaches love the spreadsheets. I've grown to love Google Sheets. Um, yeah, and I'm just – I'm yeah, because usually the research of Two White Lights is just me going on Instagram or me Googling people's names and then seeing what I can find about them, but – this is this is some we are actually going into uh, maybe some King of the Lifts ESPN Sports Center uh, Sports Center uh, you know kind of environment right now with uh, fantasy football projections for powerlifting except for this meet. Oh so yeah, now for our top picks. Yeah, for sure. So we're going to combine that with a little bit of a two white lights favorite. We have uh, I believe 14, 15 lift, or, uh, 14 lifters in the prime time session, which I will be. Uh, competing at as well so we're going to play word association with the people that are on the roster the two white lights favorite and then we're going to do a little bit of a breakdown of that too with steve and the, the great information that steve has shared with me so i'm going to start at the top 
we're going to start with the female lifters first. Now we're going to work our way to the male lifters. So the first one I see is Mallory Brown. So first word that comes to mind when you think of Mallory Brown. Good lift points. Good lift points. I'm going to say intense. I don't know much about Mallory. I know she trains at Gonzo Barbell. I saw out the Arnold. I have no idea what she's like personally, but when I look at her compete, she is fucking intense. She is intense. I'll, I'll say why I said good lift points, though. It just comes to me immediately because uh, the reason they changed the good lift score is because of how biased against the 47 kilo class she mm-hmm. was. When I first uh, started this and I thought it was going to be IPF score, she was not even in the picture, and good lift points raised her way, 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 way up in the coefficient score rankings. Like, completely, completely changed everything in the sense of, like, what this competition will be for her because it's for good lift score. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, she's uh, very intense. Um, I, I've never seen her lift in person, but for 47 kilos, she must be a small little firecracker because, I mean, she's I mean, 47 kilo, what, 105 pounds or something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I know she's uh, one of our sponsors, Squats to Death Apparel. He sponsors her and Christina. So she's a Squats to Death Apparel athlete, so I'll give them a little bit of a shout-out since they're helping to get this meet going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we look at her. Uh, we look at her total. I know COVID, and this is a big play that uh, it's going to go for a lot of lifters. A lot of the lifters had to deal with just gym closings, so yeah. a lot of the lifters you don't really know what's going on with your training or what was going on prior to the prep. So uh, I, I expect big things from her. Uh, you got her at what? A projected good lift points of one hundred three, which is very good. Her current Good lift points is 101, which once you're over that kind of like 97 range, 97 good lift points range, you're fucking a beast. And uh, right now, from what I see from her training, looks 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 fantastic. Yeah, I don't know what's going on before COVID, but right now it looks like it's full tilt, full send, going for it. Focus on the competition at hand, and I expect one of my favorites for the females. She got a new coach, Lee, in the Arnold, and I know that's helped her a lot. She seems to have been progressing really, really well this year, even with – I'm pretty sure she was gymless. She definitely was one of the ones that did not have access, but she looks like she's doing pretty well. So mm-hmm. um, with all these, like when I made these projections, one thing that's always hard to know is while we look into Instagram posts and kind of give projections is like how these people peak because everyone's mm-hmm. different. Like we kind of talked about before even the, the podcast started how your your deadlift peaks really, really well. You, you, never, you never know kind of how those lifts peak into a meet. But, yeah, her training looks really well. And she'll be able to, to hit a PR total. And if she does, she's definitely going to be in the running in that top three and, and possibly top spot. Yeah. Yeah, That's uh, that's uh that was a name. When it was announced, that was, you know, because I think she's, you know, a, a primetime lifter herself for all nationals. I think she's going to solidify herself as a top ten lifter for years to come. I think she'll be in that 47 kg class competing in that prime time session for years to come. And especially because looks like she takes training extremely seriously. And yeah, when you see that intensity, when you see that passion, that's who the people are going to last. Intensity and passion. Those are big. All right. Next one. Ariana Tello from Surge New Levels. I'm going to say unknown. You're going to know way more than me because I, I, she doesn't post much. I don't know her very well. She was, she was the last fill for this spot. Looks like she's a very good lifter, but I know little to nothing about her. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to use the first one as barefoot. She is one of the 
He is one of the he is part of the barefoot cult at Surge that just walk around the gym without any shoes or socks on. And there's a lot of those at Surge, and uh, it always. Whenever I see that at Surge, I'm like, what the f- what are you guys doing? Always barefoot. But the other word I'll use, potential. A lot of potential there takes lifting seriously, but also just the way she lifts. She knows she knows what she's doing. Has to work on some things. Uh, pretty new to the sport, so that means the potential is there for, for her to grow. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's, it, it's going to be a constant progression for her. Um, and a really, especially, you know, we train at the same gym, but I don't really get this year trained too often, but when I see her do squat bench and deadlift, he does, he does the right things and he's only going to get better. Yeah. I know this is a weight class change for her as well. This mm-hmm. is a new weight class. She's going down from 57 to 52 and her numbers of 57 were good, but if you apply that to 52 and she can hit the same numbers, if not better, that was going to be pretty darn good within that class. Yes, also things she has to work on, posting lifts on Instagram. I know that it's not a requirement in the sport, but it's going to make our jobs a lot easier because I see on the uh, Google... I thought, I thought it was a requirement. Like, if you don't post your gym list, they don't count. <laughs> yeah, you got you to gotta, you gotta let people know what you're working with because I love how it's. Uh, we have two sections here. We have um, gym squat and then uh, meat squat, and then it's just NA for her, not announced, because we yeah. really don't know what she's hitting as far as singles go. But just based on... What I've seen in the gym, constant working, constant technique work on all three of the lifts, which is what you need in order to be successful. So, um, yeah, I, I expect a pretty good meet from her. Uh, and I think just improvement is going to be inedible for her as long as she sticks with powerlifting. Yeah. All right, we got the next one. Christina Lazzo. Arch. Yeah, that's fair. That's she, I don't know if anyone gets uh, more trolls on their posts. Maybe her and Sean Noriega get the most arch trolls on their posts. Any anytime she's on King of Lifts, um, either her her pre squat stomps or her arch is going to trigger every single person on there. It seems like. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess the word I could use, even though it's not a word, is hey. <laughs> Just her doing that before, but uh, and I will and I will give. I would say inspiring. I saw Christina train at Surge on a random Monday night. Um, I think it was prep for the Arnold. It was my prep for the Arnold, so it would probably be hers as well because we both competed at the Arnold. I knew her through Instagram. Uh, didn't know her personally through Instagram. Um, having conversations with her, she really doesn't it's, – it's incredible. She's an Instagram famous person. She's an incredible competitor. But she doesn't really focus that much on Instagram. She doesn't really know too many powerlifters that she either hasn't met in person or has competed with. She's um, pretty, pretty keeps to herself and focused on her training. But I say inspiring because I saw her lift and it was insane. It was it was seriously incredible. It was nonstop. She was doing squat and bench. It was complete focus on those two lifts, and it didn't look like she stopped moving. It just kept going and going. She was doing her accessories. Just She was just killing it. And it was a random Monday at Surge at around 9.30 at night. I had no idea why she was there. It was super late. And it was crazy to see. And then I got to uh, train with her, with Garrett at Indy City Barbell. Same thing. Crazy SBD day. Nonstop. 
and everything was so technically precise and everything was done to a T. It was it was awesome to see and it was something that I'm like, all right, I got to kind of restructure how I train. Like don't bullshit in between sets. Do your fucking sets and get it done and focus and put 100% into everything. She does that and uh talking to her afterwards, we went to go get lunch. Uh like crazy volume, crazy intensity with her training. Um, I think she told me she does like three SPD days a week, which is ridiculous. So yeah, inspired, inspired me to become a better just gym lifter because occasionally I could fall into, if someone talks to me about something that I want to talk about, I'm going to, you know, go on a 15 minute rant in between my set and, you know, completely ruin my workout. But, uh, yeah, like that, seriously, just listening to her, talking to her and watching her train, made me want to, I'm like, okay, I got to get a little bit of that focus into my training as well, because that was insane. And, um, probably my favorite right now to win, uh, for the females is her. She is the favorite based off of what she's done recently. I think we're going to get to another lifter who has not competed in a long time, but their Instagram lifts are Mm -hmm. putting them on another level if they actually do that in the meet, but yeah, Christina, she comes from the lab gym. I know her coach pretty well, Drew. Their training is intense. And they're, they, you know, I don't know if you know about the lab, but they come from a weightlifting background. Mm-hmm. Um, the late Justin Thacker, amazing guy. Um, he, he's kind of mentored Drew. And so what you kind of see with Christina and all those lab lifters is that weightlifting mentality. Like weightlifting, you go in there and like, there's no, like, you might have to, in sense, max out every week and you, you have to bring that intensity every week and there's no dull moments where in powerlifting we, we tend to have more phases where sometimes we slack off a little bit and then we get to a meat prep and we we get more serious and we go heavy uh, i know for kind of her training what they usually do at the lab there there is no there's no weeks off for them mm-hmm. they, they they train hard all the time yeah and uh just conversations i had with her um you know uh has has an athletic background as well just a really driven i know like softball I know Garrett posts a lot of this, her golf swing, which I'm like, she could seemingly do it all. But um, people usually with an athletic background like that uh, typically bring that into the gym as well. But yeah, I I have her right now currently as my favorite. And um, yeah, she looking, looking great in training too. Training, she just actually, I have to up some of these because she just did an SPD day that was, I think she went three, she went 363, 220, and then 385, all looking pretty easy. So, and the way, again, going back to the way they train, she's pretty much going to hit and then meet what she's done in the gym mm-hmm. because they're, they pretty much do a meet every single set. She doesn't meet every Saturday in sense with SPD. So, if she's hitting it in the gym, she's probably going to hit that close to the platform. So, out of all these lifters, she's going to probably be the most predictable that she's going to be right where we're kind of projecting her. Yeah, and also with the discussion we had with uh, COVID and people missing gym time, it didn't seem like she missed any gym time no, at all. She got a home gym, so she was she was fine. She kept it rolling. Yeah, kept it rolling. Uh, looks like you have her at projected uh, good lift points at 103, which, uh, yeah, I would say that's pretty accurate and it might be, yeah, might might be good enough to win. So next lifter we have Abigail Race. I'm not going to call her Abby because there's two Abbies to con- avoid confusion. So Abigail Race, first word that comes to mind. I can't. I, I don't want to say power couple. Just I'm just gonna say that. I guess power couple. Oh yeah. I, I lump her and Carson together because they're always posting together. Only we'll get to Carson in a second. I think the only reason I knew Carson hit a big deadlift is she was posting about them the other day. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I. I that, that's a really good one to pick. Uh, I've. Uh, I met both of them when I trained. I forgot what gym that was called. 
I think it was in, yeah, it was in Peoria, Illinois. I went to go train with them, and that was uh, I think they just started dating when I first saw them. So that's adorable. Uh, but I would say fame. When I first met Abby, I had way more followers on Instagram. Now she just fucking kills me in the following. Yeah. <laughs> just. We got, I think- we have well over between everyone, well over a hundred thousand followers between all these people, but most of them come from Abby and Christina. I think they make up like eighty to ninety thousand alone. Yeah, I got I got to maybe uh, talk to her about so, how to get that cloud up because I I remember just like looking at at her followers total. I'm like, holy shit, she like doubles me now. She just killed me after uh, I you know obviously worked so hard for my clout. She and uh, yeah, she was able to do it, but. Um, terrific lifter. Uh, she is another one of those lifters who takes the sport extremely seriously. And I've only seen some good progression from her. And again, I I talked about with Ariana with potential. I think Abby has huge potential to get much better in the sport. Um, she's very, very new. I think she just, I mean, she just started competing last year and already Arnold first year in. So she's got a lot of room to grow and get better. Yeah. And I, and I always talk about this where you kind of tell where a lifter's you know, training in the right direction. She passed the eye test where she knows what she's doing on all three lifts. She has that understanding. She has that foundation where when I see other lifters, when they're just getting by on brute strength, I'm like, okay, let's see if you could up that progression a little bit better. If we start working on your technique and, you know, proper programming, I think she's got that stuff down. I think it's just, it's a time game for her. It's going to progressively get better. Um, I know I know a lot of times when lifters are in the sport, especially at a young age, they have to deal with school, work, and lifting, which that could be a little bit difficult, but I see nothing but really good things coming from her. Yeah. So what do you got her as far as projected good list points? We got her at ninety one. I would yeah, I, I, I would uh I would agree with that on that one. Very, very similar to Ariana in a sense where I think the potential is going to just get better as long as they stick and keep that same passion towards the sport. Yeah, for sure. All right, next one, Jordan Panton. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that name right. I know it's Jordan. It's a Panton? Panton? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm with you. Panton? I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, let's go with her deadlift singles. Yeah, and I'm going to piggyback off that. I'm going to go with efficiency. Deadlift singles, efficiency. I started following her when she posted that huge 500-pound deadlift. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. deadlifted 500 last night if you saw that at the little lift together for charity event. I, Yeah, the lift together for charity thing, I just don't know. It, that's a cluster of all these huge lifts that are happening, so I'm yeah. losing a lot of it in translation. I just, but. I just saw her story. But she, well, it was on deadlift bar, but she pulled 500 last night. So. Oh, and she could definitely say, do it with a stiff bar, too. I said, yeah. I said deadlift singles just because I don't know if you saw the other day. She only does, like, five to ten singles a week, and that's the extent of her deadlift training. That's all she does. Jeez. Well, uh, she just recently paused deadlift uh, junior world record, right? Oh, she, uh, no, she doesn't hold the junior world record. She would have broken all of them if she was able to go to Worlds. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, she's going to – she hasn't competed, but if she can put together – I don't know how she does typically with kind of her gym list versus on the platform, but if she puts together anything close to her gym list, um, I mean, the only thing – I think she's second to only Sam Calhoun in 63 because her numbers are going to be insane if she can do what she's been doing. 
Yeah, I, I say this is probably going to be the breakout performer, even though I think he's already broken out. I think more people are on to her as a powerlifter and are really interested in what she's going to do in future meets. And um, looking at her open powerlifting, com been competing for a long, long time. Um, she's really, she's done Equipped lines. Worlds. Switched, yeah. yeah, Equipped Worlds. So, and I've said this before. Uh, I've said it was um, Austin Perkins and a lot of those powerlifters who started in that single ply they really have a good foundation and understanding of lifting. Yeah. And then once they break out of the gear, they had to focus on technique to begin with. Like yeah. there's no such thing as you can't focus on technique and get better technique and single ply lifting like that precedes everything else. So they learn the right way. Too many people just hop into powerlifting and they just want to get strong right away without the foundation of technique prior. So I think that single ply kind of helps understand the importance of that foundation. Oh yeah, absolutely, and I've and I and I think once they break out of the equipment, it's going to be. I think uh, you're looking at like a next, you know, top three superstar in the sport when you look at her, and I and you have her, and with good reason, huge projected good lifts points. Uh, which again, you mentioned hasn't competed in a while. Ninety six before you ever projected at one oh eight, which probably is that the biggest increase between all lifters, male and female. No, I think her and Aiden. Uh, Aiden Roeder would be the biggest. Yeah, we'll get to him soon because I got a lot of words for him. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I think yeah, I'm really excited to see her compete. What she does, uh, I think I get so lost on that deadlift single that I don't really. I mean, I don't think she really posts much uh, of the she other lifts. Posts bench. I think she posted one bench recently, and that's where I got that from. Squats, she kind of posts. She mainly just posts deadlifts, though, so it's kind of hard to see kind of where she's at. So mainly, I mean, just alone with her deadlift, if she adds what she can to that. That already launches her up a bunch so yeah and um and also advice to all the people competing guys post your lifts you know what i mean i mean you're not a power lifter unless you're on instagram makes it's gonna make this uh whole breakdown a whole lot easier when we could go and reference your instagram lifts guys I, get clout do it you guys are great lifters <laughs> post your big lifts you guys post your big lifts you're gonna get clout man jeez I know you're probably busy with, like, work and stuff, but, fuck, I mean, that could take a back seat to your Instagram careers. All right, we got a next one, which I'm going to be totally honest. Um, I don't know much about. Autumn Green? I'm saying Dark Horse because I don't know much either, but seeing some of the lifts she's doing and possibly could do and her cutting down to 72 kilos, she could put up some serious numbers at that weight class for someone who's never – He's not really on the radar per se because it's, I mean, it, yeah, it's dark horse. Um, I mean, I've got her projected possibly fourth, um, mm -hmm. which if going in, I don't think she's probably in sense the least known of anyone on this list, mainly because I just, she just doesn't post much. So as well as Kansas USAPL, Kansas is, is not, is very unknown because there's not too many lifters there. So she doesn't really have much, uh, uh, notoriety from Kansas not really being uh, in the in the limelight. Yeah, because that's what, I mean, really, when you sent me the Google spreadsheet, I knew she was competing at this, um, but again, not one of these Instagram lifters seems to keep to herself. Uh, but based on these numbers, I'm like, God, I had, I'm like, God damn, these are some solid numbers, and this is this is one of those great things about uh, these meets. I get to now see a lifter who could potentially be a prime time top ten level lifter if they yeah. you know continue and to stay get her the some attention she deserves by oh. competing in a meet with the attention that's getting versus just a local meet where people might still have no idea who she is. So hopefully this will kind of 
some of these people who are a little less known, hopefully kind of get them the, the, the notoriety they deserve for how strong they are. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, again, excited to see her compete. I'll, I'll always like to see, you know, people I haven't seen compete before put in big numbers with, so hopefully she can do that. All right. We got next one, Abby Poston, 84 kg lifter. Word association. Cookies. Ah, oh, you son of a bitch. You took my, <laughs> yeah, I was about to say the, I was going to say the same thing. Uh, yeah, I was going to say Leffler bros. Uh, you know, the female sponsored athlete of Leffler bros. So, of course, definitely rooting for her. Like her to see uh, uh, to her have a, a terrific meet and coming off of a really, really fucking good meet at the Arnold. Yeah, she crushed at the Arnold. Yeah, and uh, it was, that was awesome to see, you know, uh, especially for the brand, the Leffler Bros brand. Both lifters went 9 for 9, so I was super psyched that she was able to go for 9 for 9 as well and, you know, make more progress. And, again, I think uh, the progress should be there. So what do we got her at? So I'll, I'll say one thing here. I coach Abby. Mm-hmm. Be completely, uh, I, don't, I don't know how to put it. I'm only taking what the lifters, even though I know, what they put on Instagram. Mm-hmm. If they haven't put it, maybe they don't want people to know. So she has not really posted any squats. Um, she posted some bench press. She posted a couple deadlifts. Um, I will say she's had she's had a lot of life changes this year. She, she started her own business. A lot of things have happened. So um, – Train's been a little bit up and down, but she she's still doing really well. And probably the one thing that's going to help her more than anything, she's had a re- she had a big issue at nationals and a big issue at the Arnold with the platforms and her feet slipping. Ah, uh, um, Arnold was really bad. Um, fortunately, now she knows because I built the platform and she's already on the platform that I built that her feet won't slip. So we should actually see her bench come through because she for sure could bench more than two thirty one. She just has no had no had basically had to do that with no leg drive at the Arnold. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she can she can probably chip her total a little bit, um, probably by about five and a half to seven and a half kilos, and, and bump that up a little bit. Yeah, I, I mean, coming off of a great meet at the Arnold, a great total posted. So anything improving upon that is is awesome because yeah. at the Arnold, fantastic meet. And when you can improve upon a fantastic meet, you're in good you're you're in good condition for you know any meet that you do after that. So that's she's gonna be she's gonna be very excited next year when. Her weight class, the six kilos, mm-hmm. is now a real thing since we are doing this the day after that was announced. Because she comes, she is not an 84. She comes in very light. 76 kilo will be the perfect weight class for her. Yeah, it's good that it's confirmed now because I was going based on it was confirmed for such a long time when I had Danielle Mello on the show. I'm like, yeah, that's going to happen. And now it's actually confirmed where I don't have a cold take in the future where it doesn't happen. I'm like, well, I, you know. I sounded like an idiot on the podcast. So it's an awesome thing that, you know, we have a new weight class and excited to see what she does at a new weight class. But, um, really, of course, really excited to see her compete. Um, again, uh, Leffler bros, Leffler bros athlete. And of course, want to see her do well. I'll be rooting for her to, uh, to, you know, break into that, uh, into those rankings. All right. Now the male side. Mr. Kyle Bailey is the first lifter in the ever-competitive 74 kg weight class. I coach him, and now I don't even have a word for him. How do I not have a word? Um, uh, let's go bench gains. Bench that's gains. From, 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 uh, from, uh, that's more insider info. Yeah. 
Uh, and yeah, again, Kyle. Uh, I haven't really. I don't really know much about him. Uh, youth. He doesn't, he doesn't post much. Yeah, yeah. youth. He's he, like I know young lifter, seventy four kg. Uh, long. Oh man, like any lifter in seventy four kg right now, it's like such a. It could be not demoralizing, but like knowing that a five oh five Wilkes or whatever you know the calculation is for good lift points is like just knowing that you have to improve upon that or something you have to improve upon like a 500 wilks just getting to a 500 wilks is incredible like that used to be like this huge elite level status now if you're in the usapl and 74 kg like a 500 wilks like oh yeah you're good you're good you have to get like 515 in order to be considered great but you're you're, you're pretty good and um i'm excited to see what he does I know it, with you coaching him, you probably have a better uh, pulse on you know what he's he, capable. He hasn't of. competed in a long time, so he should he should have some big PRs over his normal list. Last time he competed was collegiate nationals in 2019, and the goal was to compete collegiate nationals this year, and then that got pushed back, then it got pushed back again. And I still I don't I don't even know if that's still happening. I might as well just cancel it at this point. I yeah, think, like, I don't I don't see the point. Situation, so he didn't want to be involved with that anymore. So um, yeah, he has he it's been. About a year and a half since he's competed, so um, we should see a pretty good meet from him, and compared to his previous numbers. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see him, especially because you know you have him, you know, projected with uh, was it 94 good lift points? Like that's a you know great, that's a great total to improve upon. Yeah. So yeah, um, good to see. All right, another 74 kg lifter, Michael Cola Di Pietro. Ripped. Yeah, he's shredded. He yeah, man, I got. It's hard for me to come up with one word for him because he's a very good friend of mine. I've trained with him for such a long time. Huh. Well, what's a, what's an antonym for surprise? Because a lot of people were surprised with his last meet, and I wasn't at all. Um, because he, you know, people are like he had the biggest improvement. He is looking to get himself into the prime time, which he has a legit chance of being a primetime 74 kg lifter, which is a huge accomplishment, uh, being yeah. in the top 10 and 74. And people were, you know, kind of surprised about that. And I was not. I have seen Mike train for a long time. Uh, my first USAPL meet was alongside him. And we joined Surge at around the same time. We used to train at Brickhouse uh, with each other too. And I knew he was going to be great. I knew a big meet was coming. He focuses so hard on improving himself every day, and he is he's seriously obsessive about it. He is so dedicated to getting better at this sport where people are like, man, this guy came out of nowhere. I'm like, no, I knew this was coming for, for about a year now. I knew that meet that he was doing, which I didn't even know he was doing. I knew his next meet that he was going to do. He was going to turn some major heads and I think he's well on his way of becoming legit top 10, 74 kg guy for years to come. Yeah. He was one of the people that putting this together. I'd never heard of before. I just found him on the database and like, okay, this guy's strong. Let's send an invite. And then I think it was like two weeks later, he put up that total. Like, holy cow. Yeah. And he just hit 573 is meet his, his meet PR. And he just hit that easy yesterday. He just posted that. So yeah, he's looking good. I, I, I didn't know if he was going to be able to, build upon that total much because obviously it was a quick turnaround mm -hmm. um so he he very well looks like he might be adding even more to that so he is 
he is for sure in the hunt. Um, I yeah, I'm fully confident he is. He's one of my favorites right now, um, as far as the male lifters go, because I'm confident. I am very confident in his squat and bench improving. Um, he has a great feel for both those lifts. Um, he and he's excellent at those. His deadlift is up in the air. I know he struggles with grip, um, and it just when I see him deadlift, I could tell that he doesn't have the same feel as his squat and bench. But that's that lift. You know, like, everyone has that lift where they don't have the great feel on. Like, for me, it's almost, yeah, it's my bench that I don't have a great feel on. Squat and deadlift, I usually have a, even though I undershoot squat, usually in competition by, like, five kilos. But I usually have a good feel for it. And I think deadlift is his, not enemy, because he has a fucking really good deadlift. Um, it's just, it's, it, it's going to come down to executing. But I th- I'm, I'm always confident that he can put together an eight for nine, nine for nine meet. And if he goes nine for nine, I could see that good lift points going into the, you have him at eight Oh six, I believe. I mean, one Oh six, one Oh six. Um, I think he, I think he could possibly do one Oh eight on a nine for nine day. I think he could, you know, he could be a serious threat for best overall lifter. Yeah. Well, people can't see it, but looking here, I mean, we, we're going to have you included one, two, three, four, five, six, six of the guys literally separated by like one or two points and it's going to come down to decimals that's where this is that's there's going to be a little bit of a battle for the top three women where it's going to come down a couple points the guys is literally going to be complete jockeying come deadlift if everyone's paying attention to these points because it is going to be super close mm-hmm. yeah so that's that's what i'm focusing on. i think he's shooting possibly for a 300 kg uh deadlift so that's going to be that's gonna be cool to see and i and i think on certain days he can't get it, but on certain days he can. Like he's one of the, like that's the lift for him that's like up in the air. Like I know he can execute on squat and bench, no problem, but um, the deadlift is going to be key for him. So again, yeah, I I would put him as my uh, one of my favorites. All right, next guy, Aiden Roder, prodigy. I knew you were going to say that. Um, I would agree, definite prodigy, young, strong. I'm going to say. Just a complete sweetheart. Aiden is the nicest fucking kid I have ever met in my life. And every time I see him at Surge, I just smile and want to talk to him because he just, he's so fucking nice. I love him. I love Aiden. He is such a cool guy. Um, And he's a beast. He's incredible. And he's so adorably humble about him as a power lifter. He's just and he has, he has like the total to be just a complete, absolute phenom breakout star. Everything that all these guys are, you know, what you see with the younger guys, like, you know, Austin Perkins, I know he's 83 kg, but like he can have that personality where he's like, I'm coming for the top, but he's not, he's so humble. He's just, and he's you know, close to a 700-pound deadlift. I think he could totally do that. His deadlift leverages are insane, and he really knows how to deadlift. Uh, being coached by Kyle Power, you know that he's going to definitely get his deadlift strong. And I just, man, I, I'm really, really excited for him. Um, I only I only hope for really good things for Aiden because he deserves it. He takes his training seriously, um, and his, his squad is ridiculously good too. I remember the first time I think I trained with him, he was pausing like 473 at Surge, the old Surge, and I was like, who the fuck is this guy? 
Like, how? I'm like, he's 83 kg. I'm like, what is he, like, 17 years old? And then Mike was like, yeah, he's 18. I'm like, holy shit. Like, this guy is going to be a top dog in, I say, two years. Yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah. He does what he should be. I've got him projected a 215-pound meat PR total from Nationals. Mm -hmm. That's only, it looks like his progress is just still newbie gains. It looks like he keeps just adding weight to the bar and it doesn't slow down at all. Um, and the biggest thing that shocked me, I think he, he obviously gets a bunch of notoriety for his deadlift. Um, is this, but you kind of already mentioned his squat is not bad at all. He yeah. smoked 556. He smoked that. So, yeah, yeah and I think, gonna, gonna, and I think with younger guys, bench press kind of comes in. Boy. Oh, yeah. Only thing with him, like a lot of these, yeah. Well, kind of goes, I, well, this kind of goes with what I was going to say. Um, these 18 year olds who are in their weight class there's a good chance he's not going to continue to be in that weight class. And that's usually where we see those bench gains accrue. They're going to have to, I mean, at 18, it's going to be hard for him to stay at 83. Mm -hmm. um, very, it's possible, but it's going to be hard. A lot of those 74 guys will move up. And so um, a lot of, I mean, yeah, as he grows and gets more muscle, which bench press seems to be the dictated most often, just lean muscle mass and size, he's, that's going to come with too. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what I've seen with his training. Uh, people have been saying that, like, you know, at Surge and people have seen him train. Like, I don't know how long he's going to be in 83 kg, but hell, you know, you got Russ, you know, walking around at 195 to 200. He looks 200 at times. He's able to make that cut. Um, you have guys who are big who are able to make the cut. So I I don't know what the future holds for him as far as 83 goes. I am confident he could stay in that weight class and make serious waves up until he's like 20, 21, uh, just being a you know, top 10 lifter, uh, gunning for the national record as well at 750. I think he's more than capable of deadlifting well over 700 in the next year, year and a half. So yeah, I'm, it, it's going to be great to see him compete too. Cause I know he's super excited for it. I remember when me and Mike, I think me and Mike convinced him to do the meet, uh, the same day when we saw him, cause we were like, dude, do this meet with us. And, and we're like, you're definitely capable of competing alongside these people and to making serious serious uh gains and sending shockwaves to the sport because i think he could i don't know what uh if he's setting the junior deadlift record i think he could easily get that yeah he's uh, yeah he's i know he's shooting for to chip the, the american record for junior deadlift so i think that's one of his goals and part of his attempt selection strategy from kind of what i've gathered so Yes. Yeah. Which I'm, is um, held by Ash. I went and looked because I actually went and made a list of all the possible American records broken, so I knew how much paperwork I needed. Ashton Rauschka holds that right now. Yes, he does. And we are we, me, Aiden, and Ashton are in a group chat together. So I don't. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, I forget. I didn't Ashton do it when he's like sperm. <laughs> he's like. I, I wouldn't. I, I had no. I mean, I wouldn't. I just. He was I like six years old when he did. <laughs> I never even knew he competed at eighty-three kilos. So that was kind of surprised me when I saw that Ashton held it. I think he was like seven when he broke that record, uh, Ashton. So I think he was uh, just get. Yeah, I think he was just getting into the first grade uh, when he broke that eighty-three kg record. Yeah, he was like. I think he was seriously like seventeen, and he was dead seven hundred pounds. Yeah. <laughs> just God, just a beast. But yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see him compete. Uh, and uh, again, wish nothing but the best of luck to him. All right, next one, Carson Allen. Uh, I'll give him his credit and world's team because he was supposed to be on the world's team this year. I know he was super excited about that, so I'll use that as the word now or the word association just to give him the shout out of, of being a Team USA member. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, uh, that was unfortunate because I was so happy when I saw that. Uh, Carson is a really good friend of mine. Um, friendly competition with him always because it seems like whenever I have a good meet, he has a better meet. So, uh, like, he, he's – him and Charlie Alta are my – we're actually uh, – Michael is uh, that the guy in there, but me, Charlie Alta, and Carson are 83 kg in Illinois. And I always, you know, look at what they're doing and try to best it, and they usually, you know – probably do the same to me because they always seem to best me but uh one word for carson is hard because <sighs> i already use efficiency with jordan because i don't want to say that for his deadlift because his deadlift is a thing of beauty um i would say i would i would put i already use potential too i guess i gotta get better with the, i gotta get around with thesaurus i would say quiet because he's hasn't been posting a lot so that and i always what's up I didn't have much on him at all until this week. He posted that 640 deadlift. I was just I was going based off of some old numbers there, but he he finally posted that 640 deadlift. It sounded like he's been um, had a lot of like, he was wearing a polo t-shirt and some slacks while spotting Abby the other day. So I don't know if he got a new job, but it sounds like he's been a little bit busier with life in general. I don't know if they just they just got new jobs or whatnot. So yeah, well, uh, when I saw him gone gone dark for a little bit because he does post a lot of his lifts on Instagram. Uh, we we do converse a lot on. Uh, our training as well, um, especially for the, you know, lead up to the Arnold too. Uh, that was one of the guys where, you know, I was like, if I could, if I could best Carson, I'm in good shape because I know he's a prime time level lifter. He competed at prime time. It was awesome to see. He's got, I think he's another one with so much potential to really put in some great, great meets. I know he had some injury problems in the past that kind of halted some progress, but, uh, when, when I saw him go, you know, like not posted much on Instagram, I'm like, okay, it's either one of two things. Because I said this before when, you know, I wasn't posting a whole lot of my training was it's either he's just keeping everything a secret and about to unleash a massive PR total on meet day or, you know, something else has happened where he hasn't been able to train um, as efficiently. And I think I'm going to take the ladder on that one. Um, I don't know you know, exactly what's going on as far as his training goes. But I know a healthy Carson Allen and a guy who's able to train, he is he is more than capable of being a top five USAPL lifter who could total 800 kg at uh, 83 kilos um, one of these oh, days. He could just, I know he was a little disappointed with his Arnold performance. If he just didn't, if, if he gains no strength and just kind of is able to, to hit the lifts he had planned then, that alone is going to give him a great meet. So... Yeah, because we were, I think we were both shooting for the 1,700-pound total at the Arnold. So that was, me and Joe kind of talked about that too, was, you know, uh, who, actually, the, the funny thing is, I think I brought up on the show before, we we said, uh, you know, Jamar's on the island of his own, so we don't think we're going to catch him. And then it turned out being Delaney being on the island of his own, and then, you know, me, you know, having a better meet than Jamar, even though I think he's capable of much more than that. But, and the same thing with Carson, was like we were kind of jockeying for that second spot behind Jamar, but it was apparently we were jockeying for the second spot behind Delaney Wallace. <laughs> so, um, and yeah, and that was, I think we had the same goals going in mind, um, a big, big deadlift, uh, over 700 pounds, I think, I think seven, I think he's capable of hitting 722 on a good day, 722, 733, mm-hmm. within that range, and I'm excited to see what he does, and I'm... Finally stoked that I'll be able to compete alongside him. That's something we talked about for a while. 
We're just being able to compete with each other. And we never technically did because we were always on different, uh, you know, in Nationals, he was prime time. I wasn't at the Arnold. He was pro-American and I wasn't. So uh, we finally actually get to compete. Very nice. All right, next person. And I'm, I'm not going to use a word for myself because I have a big enough ego. Uh, Angelo Fortino. Beefcake. Ooh. I've got, I've got to look straight into your eyes for like almost two hours now, and I'm just mesmerized, so I'm going beefcake. No, thanks, man. Uh, <laughs> that's good. I would say unhealthy habits because I'm smoking a cigar <laughs> and drinking coffee without breakfast right now. So, <laughs> yeah, I didn't any breakfast. My breakfast this morning was uh, it's, has been a cigar and coffee. Um, yeah, I would say unhealthy habits, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. You have me, let's see, projected at a 110 good lift points. Thanks. Well, you're, you're coming, you're not going to hype yourself up. So I'll hype it. You're coming in as the favorite. I mean, you have the, the highest good lift points by about three points. And if you one just match that, that still comes out as the highest projected, but two, it looks, I mean, it looks like you'll be able to chip most of your lifts. Um, and it just kind of depends on what kind of see. Obviously, you had a pretty much perfect taper leading the Arnold. If you can replicate that, um, I think I put you as the favorite going in. And you're going to – the big advantage you have, you are going to have that last deadlift. So you get to decide what you do. And that is the biggest advantage you have is there's zero doubt you get to pull whatever you need to to win. Yeah, and that's always – I guess the always the strategy going to any one of my meets, like, all right. Last step lift. We always we always got that. No matter how far behind uh, my squat and bench are, uh, even though we've made great progress, I always want to give Joe that shout out and the credit he deserves. He has gotten me to a point where um, the other two lifts have improved exponentially under Joe Stanek. Um, yeah, but like uh, recently, I guess uh, I'll give you a little inside baseball conversation right now. But uh, you know, we, me and Joe had the idea and the goal of 800 keys at this next meet and it'll be fantastic if i could hit that i know joe is fully confident in me training though for me this after i posted that 744 deadlift i told you before the show uh full disclosure for everyone listening has not been good after that 744 deadlift um you know a lot of fatigue build up uh i flat out missed 584 on my squat so my confidence is a little bit lower uh than joe's confidence in me right now which is usually the case joe's always extremely confident in my capabilities which is why he's such a great coach but we'll see on meet day um we'll see i'm excited for the next three weeks and yeah if i could hit if i my goal for the meet if i could hit 800 keys i think that should give me the victory and if it doesn't, fantastic to everyone who's competed. Because <laughs> you deserve that win. If I total over 775 to 800 Gs and I lose, you guys deserve it. Whoever beats me on good lift points, if I have that, you deserve it. And I'll shake your hand and possibly ask you for advice afterwards. Because, um, yeah, you, uh, you, you've, you've bested a, a total that I never dreamed I even would be in the conversation of hitting. Yeah. I mean, you've obviously Arnold. I mean, your coming out party was the Arnold. I mean, you went from uh, people kind of knowing you going in the nationals to now being one of, I mean, one of the top 83 lifters in the nation, um, the best current USAPL 83 deadlifter in the nation. Um, so yeah, you are. Uh, I'm super excited to see you lift. I was I, I I was hyped watching you at the Arnold as well. So excited for it. 
Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to speak on behalf of all coaches. The reason Joe's confident is because I'm sure he's seen just like me, how many people have missed lifts two or three weeks out and then still had a great meet because training doesn't matter. Tra- like your, your lift that you missed was great information for your coach to know then what to do to get you to the meet. That's actually, it's, it's never, every single good or bad lift is always great data to be able to adjust training appropriately. Um, and honestly, sometimes great training doesn't lead to a great meet sometimes because you actually don't have data of how to kind of taper and peak sometimes because everything's just going perfect. And like, it's, it's hard to know exactly um, where your fatigue levels are at. Yeah, I get uh, well, with the, uh, I guess uh, my confidence has always been a thing uh, because I, I would say the same thing with the Arnold prep. Like I was in complete panic mode when I missed 738 in the gym, like three weeks out from the meet. And Joe was like, dude, you're fine. Take it easy. So I guess that's uh, some, some good variables to play with and some good information to have, uh, you know, going into this meet. But again, I, yeah, I, I guess uh, sports psychology and the, the, like a, something along those lines would be beneficial because confidence always usually takes a hit, like when I get close to um, any sort of meet. So we'll see. Uh, I'm, I'm just excited to actually step on the platform for, you know, after a long layoff. Yeah. And also, full disclosure, um, I am upset that I'm no longer able to call myself the world's best deadlifter at 83kg because fucking the Rocket Man took my record with 771 deadlift. So, and he smoked that shit. So, uh, congratulations to to him. He's a, he and I, yeah, and if you guys haven't seen that, uh, check that out. Um, I believe his handle is ina.pl. Uh, uh, yeah, he's yeah he he broke my uh, unofficial world record, and that was actually the goal for the next meet uh, for us was seven fifty or not seven fifty uh, three fifty. So, um, five now, you get yeah. chips. That's gonna be cool. First first local meet in a long time. Wait, do chips. wait hold on? Do we get chips if it's an unofficial world record? It's an American record. No, I get to chip my own record though. So yeah, but you can chip your own record. But you can chip however much you want. I mean, you can chip anything over your record. You can chip in any manner. Okay, so I like for so if it was three forty five, I could chip three forty five. Yeah, you can chip anything oh. above your record. That's weird. I don't know if I agree with that, but okay. <laughs> All right, that's good information to have. So maybe I'll yeah. So if, if things go amazing, I'll try to <laughs> be a dick and <laughs> chip his record. <laughs> but yeah, he's and he's a great guy too. We've we've talked. Uh, for such a long time. Um, and it's cool just to see him come out of nowhere and just shatter the record. Uh, that was long standing. Uh, cause I was psyched when I, you know, took UU's record. So, uh, seeing, seeing that bar elevated so high to 771 now is insanity. So, all right, next guy, Ryan Baylark. Uh, Benchmaster, I'll go with that. He used he actually he's he's doing ninety three, but he was the American record holder on bench press at eighty three. Uh, I think it was was it last year? It was it was either two thousand eighteen or two thousand nineteen. Sean hit the bench record at the raw challenge, and then Ryan chipped it the day after. Yeah, he he's one of those guys. Who I are you, I would consider him my dark horse because um, I think I was at. Yeah, I got onto his page not too long ago, actually, like eight weeks ago, nine weeks ago, when the rosters were released, and I saw him like, holy shit, this guy is every, and I thought he was competing 83. Yeah. Like, 
he is every bit as good as the top 83s. Like every, he, he just doesn't do nationals all the time. He doesn't really care about that. He's actually done this. Is, this will be, you know, he's competed at one of my meets. He was going to compete April, but it got canceled. So he doesn't do nationals all the time. So he doesn't just care, but he's been one of the top 83s for a while. And I, I know for this, he just didn't really want to cut because he cuts a, he cuts a good deal to get down to 83, which that, that kind of then changes his meat numbers. Um, so hopefully what we'll see here is him be able to kind of perform more to his training in the meat by not having to cut. Oh yeah. Bench for sure. Like if he has, if he has that big of a bench cutting at 93, it's going to be nasty. And, yeah. and I was, and I've been watching his videos cause I saw he, you know, total like a 17, when you could total 1783 kg, you're in really good position to be a top five lifter. Um, even though that, that bar is going to get continuously elevate, that's where, that's where I caught on to him was, I'm like, holy shit, he totaled 1,700 just randomly in the gym um, or in, the, in his home gym or whatever setup he has. I'm like, that is, anytime, you, especially if you're doing it as a mock meet. So I have said mock meets are harder to do than actual meets because it's just weird and awkward. And it's like you have to put yourself in a, a mental state to hit really, really heavy lifts when like three people are there and you're just kind of un you're unsure of everything. You're, you know, the safety isn't there. You don't have the surroundings that could actually be safer to you. So you got to always be on the lookout for everything. But, uh, I was, I was really looking at him prior to me cause I one thought he was doing 83 kg. And I'm like, this guy is again, every bit as good as the top 83 kgs in the world. So 90, we're, what we are going to see is bigger lifts. And I'm all for that. Uh, when you look at his numbers here, yeah, and 106, I I, I think he's capable of a little bit more than that. 106 good lift points. I think, yeah, that 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 gym bench could really be elevated when you don't get a cut. And then his squat is obviously uh, excellent, excellent as well, over 600. And that weight cut will hurt a squat too. Yeah, I think Jamar Jamar is a good. Uh, case case in point for that, where his gym his gym lifts are much higher, but that cut I think has a real uh, a real detriment to his squat. So yeah. when people elevate that weight class, I think uh, the numbers only go up from there. So excited to see him! Excited to see him, and I've been conversing more with him recently. Uh, he seems to be a really fucking cool guy too. All right, we got Patrick Poston last i'm gonna say under the radar i'm gonna I, go with that yes i would say that too um looking at the good the, looking at the good lift points you were looking at again like you said a real it's gonna be a real battle for that top spot and he is one of those contenders i would put i would say mike ryan and patrick are my guys to really you know uh, shuffle some things up, and it's going to be dictated on their performance. Where, say, what what I would have to pull to win best overall lifter. So I coach Patrick, so I obviously know a little bit more. He peaks really well on squat and deadlift. He mm-hmm. will get. I, I tried to be unbiased, and I, every single person I tried to make off of was like, "If I'm looking at this lift on Instagram, what do I think they can do?" Well, I know personally he's got more. And, I mean, he almost – we uh, talking about true competition. At the Arnold, we were going in the third deadlifts. He was at 800 kilo total. And then Connor Borker, uh, Charlie Dixon, and Kyle were all tied with their forecasted total at 
And okay. I don't think any of them had, had thought about Patrick at all. And so we put it on the bar. And if he would have pulled it, it would have left him from first four, or fourth to first. Eventually, Kyle hit his lift, so I think he would have finished third. But either way, we, we ended up putting it on the bar. And you were at, well, yeah, I guess you probably experienced it. Those, those platforms have some darn big divots. I... And it rolled three inches on him, and he didn't get really a chance to pull it. But I think he can go... Eight seventeen point five, yeah, which would put him around one oh eight. So he, he's someone I will put on the bar what he needs to win. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see him. And yeah, he, he another another one of those lifters who the coming out party was the Arnold and what I've seen, and then the gym lifts as well have been terrific for him. Um, yeah. I think me and Mike had this conversation before because he he sent me some videos from him. Um, just like, dude, this, like, he's like, there's a legit chance here that he could win. I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, I, I know that for a fact. I'm like, he's a, he's seen, he's primed for a really big meet, I think. Yeah. Well, his, his Arnold was his national last year. He should have had a huge meet and some very odd things happened and he kind of didn't allow it. But he, like clockwork, we've, he's added. 10 kilos, 15 kilos to his total every Nationals and Arnold, Nationals and Arnold, because he's just, he's super consistent. He's a guy, you kind of talk about Christina, just focused and a machine and just does the work and all, he, that's him. He just, there's never, he never has bad training days. We never really have missed lifts. It's just super, super consistent. So if there's a person I've ever coached where I pretty much know exactly what they're going to do come meet day, it's him. Like we don't really ever have any surprises. Like, Based on what he does in the gym, we know exactly what he's going to do come meet time. So, yeah, between – really, like I said, there's six people, um, five for sure, that it's going to come down to that third deadlift on who makes it and who hits it. And it's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for that aspect of it too because actually I've, I'm still – even though I competed at the Arnold, was never in a situation of uh, having to rely on that – you know, those pulls that really dictate the, uh, the outcome of the meet. And it's different in this circumstance because we're not going for the weight class. We're going for the best overall. Everyone there is competing for best overall lifter, uh, male or female. It's all your – and that's, that's, that's going to be a uh, kind of an unknown variable, I think, to a lot of coaches where a lot of times in those primetime sessions, you're only competing against the guys in your weight class, so it's pretty simple yeah. uh, to an extent. It's, it's simple. I mean, if it comes down to, you know, a Daniela Mello versus Amanda Lawrence situation where it's completely like – they're going to total the same, but now it's based off of uh, IPF score and good lift points. Uh, that's when things start changing. But this one is going to be completely based off of good lift points, and you really got to you know take a lot of stuff into consideration when making that last deadlift. So I think it's going to be you're going to see some crazy things uh, towards that you know the second deadlift attempt. Yeah, that'll be interesting because yeah, with good lift points, you can't just look at the screen and say I need to go seven and a half kilos to tie. It's got to be pulling out your little. GL point calculator and trying to figure out numbers. That'll be uh, interesting to see how that goes. Yeah, I'm actually curious. I can't wait to see the uh, meetings that I have with Joe leading up to this because it's going to be the 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 plan is going to be you know pretty. It's got to be pretty complex in yeah. order for us to really think about. It. I mean, I, I guess if I just hit my total, um, I mean, pretty much what's going to happen. Most people, I mean you not being in the situation before everyone's a little bit different but i mean for the most part hit your squats hit your bench build your subtotal play the game come deadlifts 
Yeah. That's for the most part. You can only, if, if you don't hit your squats and your bench, then it's harder to play the game come deadlifts. It's mainly that is, and for you, especially you're going to be in the running. So it's going to be just get the, go eight for eight and then put on the bar what you need to that final pull. Oh yeah, for sure. And then that, and that's going to make the other lift so important too. Cause you know, one miss bench or squat is going to dictate your entire meet after that. So, uh, but yeah, that's, just, I mean, we talk about competitiveness all the time and powerlifting. I think we're going to get a really good taste of it at this meet. Um, even if, even I mean, I don't think this will happen, but even if people have subpar meets, it's still going to, if, if the, the lot of lifters have meets that they didn't want, it still might be a numbers game where you're trying to jostle for that position. So um, I have Garrett handling me, so uh, maybe he'll be in pretty good pretty good position to call out my deadlifts or uh see what the plan is for it because um my my history of handling myself isn't great no it's always hard i'm having someone that's one, one thing that sucks is about being a meat director and having all your athletes competing is you can't handle them and you're sitting there i'm going to be emceeing so i'm going to sit there being an anxious wreck the entire time while trying to emcee but I'm, I'm having a guy from st louis that i know who uh, is the assistant coach for the mckendry powerlifting team that handles people at nationals all the time he's coming down to to handle my lifter so that he can worry about that and i can worry about the meat so yeah shout out mckendry powerlifting my buddy guillermo uh, blanco is the coach yeah. so yeah good friend of mine uh we competed yeah we competed a great deal in apf meets together so yeah i'm, I'm excited to see that um the, the the numbers game is going to play a huge factor and i guess i'm i'm kind of excited for garrett to just handle me Wonder, wonder what intensity he's going to bring to it. He'll be fun. He'll, he, well, he was going to spot and load. Actually, I just found that out the other day. He's going to be handling, which is completely cool. He was going to spot and load because of the little rules. Obviously, we can only have one coach, and mm. Drew is going to be with Christina. So he was going to spot and load so he could still be at the meet. But um, either way, having him there is going to bring some hype. Oh, yeah, sure. for, for sure. Never, and, he's never quiet. Oh, yeah. Garrett, Garrett Fears, the where's Waldo of powerlifting? Uh, any big meet, any uh, – any influential thing he is there, like somehow getting himself on camera. I mean, camp- he realized how big the meat was that he was going to be there. Like, if, if Garrett's there, you know it's a legitimate meat. Yeah. Like, he, I remember the ESPN thing. I was making fun of him because I'm like, you know, watching the ESPN of Julius Maddox's 800 uh, pound bench. <laughs> so I was watching him, like, is that Garrett in the background? And I just see him walking. <laughs> I'm like, all right. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a big powerlifting event. Of course, Garrett's got to be there. But. I, I also so that is the uh, the first session of it, um, you know where you know you, you start getting those elite level lifters in the open weight class, which is where the attention is in powerlifting is in the open weight class. But the second session, I think, is awesome because you're it's primarily compromised uh, of uh, mostly teen and master lifters. So, well, what, what's your what's your thoughts on that? Yeah. So. We, we did this because obviously there's more than just open lifters that want to go to nationals. Um, so we had this second session to be able to allow youth, teens, uh, masters, anyone else. We also have a couple people that are just local to kind of fill in those extra spots. But, yeah, I mean, we're going to have there, – there's some crazy lifters in there. I mean, it, there's uh, Isabella Martin. She's 11 years old. Her meet PR squat at 57 kilos – she's 52 kilos. I think she's going up a weight class now because she's not going to cut. 198, 104, and 248. I mean, there's some college guys that can't do that, and she's 11 years old. Um, that's insane. She's going to set national records on every single lift, on every single attempt. Alex Sohn, who is coached by Carson Allen, and I know you know him a little bit too, mm-hmm. um, he's going to set some national records for probably squat and maybe total and maybe deadlift for, you think he's 15, 120 kilo. 
So some really impressive look. Jeff Phillips, I don't know if he's going to set up any American records, but Jeff Phillips, he's been, uh, I think, a five-time Worlds team member as a Masters lifter. So even though they're not going to get as much attention, there's some really, really good lifters in that second session. And um, Fun lifters, too. I've had Matt Mutragrosso and Sam Insall do my meets before, and both of them are hype. They, they, uh, Matt Mutragrosso does this little, like, like – bull type Ray Williams type setup up to his deadlift and every single time it just gets me super hyped and then Sam is this little young guy and he just gets so focused he just sits there and amps himself up so there's a lot of fun lifters there they might not be getting the same notoriety as session one um but I'm, I'm super excited that they all get a chance to compete so that they can showcase what they can do because they were all going to be going to nationals and doing some great things there mm-hmm. yeah well, it was I was pretty uh, like psyched to see that aspect of it too was two sessions, and you get, you know, lifters are given their chance, and like you said, you know, with some of those teen lifters, and I think we talked about this a little bit before the show, but it's it's great to see that uh, powerlifting is starting to become an outlet for lifters, or for high schoolers, that they're taking it seriously and factoring it into a legitimate source of competition, because when you're in high school, um, you, high school sports are king to you i know I, I was the same way where uh when i played football and baseball in high school the lifting aspects like okay it's something you do with your friends and maybe there's a bit of a, a you know a strongman competition like in the the weight room where you're trying to you know we we had a total board and we were always trying to you know top each other but no one really told us that there was a world out there that we can actually excel in that uh you know a when I was 16 years old, I was squatting like 430. Like that was some good. That, there was some good potential there that I could have probably progressed into a different sport that would have got me into a higher ranking than you know baseball and football, where I knew at a pretty young age that I wasn't going to make it very far in those sports at all. So yeah. it's it's cool to see that you know we have teenagers who are actually focusing on it and uh, contributing it to a large a large part of their lives. Yeah. I think it's good too for younger kids that training is performance based versus how I look. Yeah. I mean, a lot of us before powerlifting, we got into lifting because of how we looked. And that's not wrong, but there's some dangers to that. Um, and dangers to like, I mean, obviously bodybuilding has a lot of eating disorders, a lot of body dysmorphia issues with mentally you're kind of like always thinking, you don't look how you want to. I know for me, powerlifting, one of the reasons I just got obsessed with it is I stopped caring about how I looked. It made training the goal versus looking good the goal. So I mm-hmm. think it's good for some younger people to have that mentality and not always associate working out with how they look, but rather being something that's fun to do. Yeah, I was the same way. I, I would I would say after actually after high school, I was all into, you know, body composition. That's how I got into Lane Norton's page, three uh, team three D M J. Like I was just I just wanted to lift to look good. And then when I stopped lifting to look good, I thought my body looked better yeah i don't know if it actually did look better or my this confidence was raised where i'm like you know what i look good right now like i I have a pretty solid uh base and i'm like my body my body image got way better like once i started powerlifting which is uh i don't know if other people have went through that same experience but i no longer when i no longer cared about how i look i started to look a lot better I used to, well, I used to prep bodybuilders and I'll never, ever, ever do that again. But I actually had a couple that great way for the psychology aspect of it is they would bodybuild. And as soon as they were done with that competition, they could run into powerlifting so they could snap out of that 
all I care about is how I look. Because obviously after a bodybuilding show, you start gaining weight and you start having this dysmorphia of how you look. And so it was great for them to be able to switch it. But that's getting down a whole other rabbit hole. But yeah, just great for, for youth to be able to be lifting uh, and have that outlet. Um, and also probably create, just creating good habits for lifelong. I mean, that's mm. going to gonna be able to be something that you use for the rest of their life. Yeah, I know other bodybuilders have done that. I know um, uh, Alberto Nunez. Yeah. Does that uh, Eric Helms? I mean, the guy he coaches Bryce Lewis, but like they would uh, the competitive bodybuilders. But then in their off season, they would you know compete in powerlifting. Which I actually had a really cool conversation with Alberto about that at nationals, which was kind of a kind of a mind fuck for me. Like having a conversation with Alberto because I seriously like I used to watch his videos all the time, mm-hmm. and then he was just like standing right next to me. I'm like, oh shit! Like he's <laughs> like talking to him. Uh, was kind of a, was kind of a real cool situation for me, um, and uh, he and he talked about that same exact thing. It was like in my off season, I would do the powerlifting, and I've grown a great respect for it. So um, yeah, and I think with the younger lifters, that's going to be a really good. Uh, it's going to be a really good life outcome for them once they get involved in something as as strong of community as powerlifting is. Yeah. But, all right, man. We've been talking for close to two hours now. It's been. It's been a real great time talking to you. Well, good. You too. Yeah. I'm happy to be on here and, and talk about it and glad we could have this meet and get everyone together. And like I said, I think it just is a, a great way for the Midwest community to get together, for us to all know each other a little bit better and give you all an outlet to, to showcase your strength. So. Yep. And uh, Midwest Primetime is going to be October 10th, and you will be able to see – all of our progress, if you follow our pages, but also follow that Midwest Powerlifting Instagram page. You've been doing a great job of posting all the lifters, their gym lifts. If you guys want to get up to date, uh, just see where everyone's progress is at. We're in three weeks, so you should be seeing a lot of big lifts in this uh, peaking phase that I think everyone is under right now. Yeah, yeah so. we did this, what, three weeks out. Probably the next two weeks we're going to see some, some crazy things happening in the gym and give even a little bit more of a – inside of what's going to be going down yeah unless people are going to hide it maybe they'll, maybe they'll hide it and let it surprise for meet day so they you can't so that us coaches can't be already game planning attempt selection based off of that yeah yeah that's uh yeah that's been that's been one of the funny things that i just noticed with like uh powerlifting instagram where i talked to some old timers at the gym and they're like i have no idea why you guys would post anything on instagram it's like you're just giving everyone else more information to beat you i'm like Dude, the, get the with IPF the times. The IPF world coaches talk about that because it's, it's an American thing. It's not a world thing to post all your lifts on Instagram, so you can't go – most of the world – other world team members, you can't go stock and uh, stock them and figure out their lifts. We're just lucky we're stronger than everyone else because everyone already knows what we're going to do because everyone has to know every lift. So, Yeah, yeah, that's, that's actually a pretty, that's a, that's a pretty good point. Uh, I actually – yeah, I didn't know that it was a, that was an American thing. Yeah. I mean, if you I mean Canada, not the little, French ones. Look at like Canada, not all of them. Yeah, not, not the all. French ones. The French post their warm-ups. Yeah. When you look at Leah, you look at all those, like, the, the, the French powerlifting team, they post religiously on Instagram. So um, maybe, yeah, maybe the trend is turning. I've seen there's maybe a little bit of money involved in your in the uh, discount codes you can get by posting a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, man, it's been great. Uh, that'll do it for Two White Lights. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Fuck, dude.